0: And you're on Right Now with Jim Dawes, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective on the Mojo Five-O Radio Network, streaming live on iHeartRadio. Listen on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, or Spotify. And follow me on Twitter at Right Now Jim Dawes. The email is rightnowjimdawes at gmail.com. And we've got a voicemail line set up for your questions or comments at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. You know, this is a, a Daily Digest. It's sort of a journal roundup of uh, the news of the day designed to be from a nationalist perspective, you know, someone who puts uh, the nation first. And I got to tell you, uh, covering the news of the day in this uh, this Trump era and this, uh, this era to get Donald Trump is like uh, the old adage trying to drink from a fire hydrant. And being a former firefighter, I can tell you that uh, that's not something you want to try to do. But um, it is just constant, nonstop, and the news cycle is uh, is in hyperdrive. Really, you can't even uh, start to digest one news story before the uh, the cycle moves on, and and there is another major breaking story. And today, you uh, know, on yesterday's show, we uh, we wanted to get to the clips uh, from the Democrats. CNN LGBTQIA plus uh, town hall, uh, where one Democrat after another marched onto the stage and and said things that um, are just frankly uh, unhinged and and well out of the mainstream, and uh, and would in a normal America, and I think America is still uh, by and large a normal nation, uh, disqualify these people from being elected president. Uh, In the case of Beto O'Rourke, I guess he's so far down in the polls that he can literally say anything. But you got to keep in mind this guy came within a few points of being elected the senator from the state of Texas. And now he's on uh, the CNN town hall declaring that if any church opposes homosexual marriage, in other words, doesn't believe in it, not doing anything to stop it. It is now, according to the Supreme Court, the law of the land, but just opposes it on biblical grounds that they should lose their tax-exempt status. So uh, I'm hoping in the second half hour to get to more of those clips because they really are breathtaking in their their lunacy and their uh, capitulation to this um, this fringe lobbying group uh, that has taken. You know, the thing about the Democrats is they can't say no about anything. They are the party of yes. You want to uh, come here illegally from another country um, and you need free health care? Well, yes, we'll provide that with government funded health care. Um, you want to uh, have a city where you uh, prevent illegal alien, criminal aliens from being deported? Well, yes, we will do that. Uh, you want free college tuition? Yes. You want us to pay off your existing college debt? Okay, yes. It's like they're children, and really they are running to the the more juvenile uh outlook of voters with the most more juvenile outlook, and they don't say no to anything and therefore they become just a uh, a captive to every lunatic idea that comes along. And um there is not a single one of them, including the so called moderate Joe Biden. That will stand up and say no. You know some of this stuff doesn't make any sense. We have to uh, be practical and um, you know tethered to reality. If you want to see the natural consequences of this, you can just look out in California right now, where um, they've got over a million people without electricity because uh, they're they're suffering these uh, these um, El Diablo winds from uh, Nevada. And so Pacific Gas and Electric has had to shut down its power lines. Now, this is not the first time El Diablo winds have come in from Nevada. It's a, it's a common occurrence. So what has changed? I'll tell you what has changed. For the last over 20 years, California has refused to exercise any sort of forest management. And so you have where these power lines go through up into northern California this huge amount of uh, fuel laying on the forest floor, just waiting for a spark, uh, and we will have once again, you know, these these massive fires that destroy uh, whole towns that have set up in Northern California as people have looked for a place to flee from the uh, from the big cities in Los Angeles and um, and uh, San Francisco and Sacramento, trying to get the heck away from the consequences of this, uh, this liberal uh, Democrat one-party rule in those cities. And they've gone out there looking for, you know, uh, some sort of quality of life and some tax uh, that they can afford. And so, you know, cities have sprung up in what used to be uh, basically forests that have not been managed in two decades because of the environmentalist uh, determination to stop logging and what we're seeing in California is really they're uh, they're falling back into the third world. They can't build a railroad track. They spent 10 billion dollars over more than a decade trying to build a high-speed rail track from southern California to northern California from uh, LA to San Francisco and was not were not able to lay one single mile, <laughs> not even mile, one single um rail of track they are unable to do anything anymore this is the you know the people that um settled the west laid the transcontinental railroad um built the golden gate bridge and you know um brought water to the central valleys uh in california turning a desert from the uh turning that area from a desert to the now the breadbasket of the world They haven't built a new water reservoir in over 40 years, and yet the population in California has quadrupled. And that is exactly what these Democrat candidates who will be on stage tonight uh, at a debate in Ohio, I think there's going to be 12 or 13 of them on the stage. That's the program that they want to bring to this nation as a whole. So we're going to play some of these clips for you in the second half hour uh, uh, on this LGBTQIA plus CNN town hall. But I want to start um, with this topic of Joe Biden, who's out there, you know, trying to explain uh, his corruption when he was vice president. And really, nobody in the media is, is, uh nailed this yet. Joe Biden was engaged in this corruption involving his son Hunter, because he never thought that he was going to have to run for public office again. He thought that the vice presidency was going to be his last time having to face the voters, and why not go for broke? I mean, he had engaged in some of this um, nepotism graft involving his sons and his brother throughout his career, but never the millions and millions of dollars that Hunter Biden um, was able to... Uh, trade on his relationship with the vice president in order to uh, chisel out of the Ukraine and China. And on the eve of this uh, presidential debate tonight, uh, Biden's out there saying, well, uh, Hunter Biden did nothing wrong. And oh, by the way, uh, he's not going to do it anymore. <laughs> they, they, they've they come out with a, um, a, a, uh, um, an anti-corruption platform for Joe Biden that says if he's elected president, then Hunter Biden or no member of his family is going to sit on the board of a foreign corporation. Well, if it's wrong when you're elected president, then why was it okay when you were vice president of the United States, Was what I'd like to know. Biden doesn't address that stark uh, contradiction, but he's out there once again claiming that nobody has ever, ever, accused him or his son, Hunter, of doing anything wrong.
1: No one in my family will have an office in the White House, will sit in meetings as if they're a cabinet member, will in fact have any business relationship with anyone that relates to a foreign corporation or a foreign country. Period. Period. End of story. And what I'm not going to let you all do is take the focus off the problem. No one, no one has asserted my son did a single thing wrong. No one has asserted that I have done anything wrong except a lying president. That's the only thing.
0: So that's the focus. He's pounding the podium saying that no one has asserted that I or my son did anything wrong. Well, apparently, Joe Biden hasn't read uh, his Democrat House organs at the New York Times or the New Yorker Magazine or the Washington Post because people have been calling into question. Uh, Joe Biden's nepotism for quite some time, going all the way back, oh, um, where is this? Uh, uh, I guess this was back um, when uh, Meet the Press was an actual Sunday news program before they brought in uh, the doofus Chuck Todd. And this was Tom Brokaw way back. I guess this was in the uh, – about – 2008 when uh, Biden was being considered as a vice presidential running mate for for um, Barack Obama and uh, Brokaw back when uh, media on the big three networks actually asks hard questions hit uh, Joe Biden with this one to his son Hunter, who is 38 years old
2: and that's a reference to uh, your son being hired right out of law school by a big company here in uh, Delaware that is in the credit card business, MBNA. He got about $100,000 a year, as I recall. Uh, You received $214,000 in campaign contributions from the company and from its employees. Uh, At the same time, you were fighting for a bankruptcy bill that uh, MBNA really wanted to get passed through the Senate, making it much tougher for everyone to file bankruptcy. Uh, Senator Obama was opposed to the bill. Among other things, uh, you couldn't, in fact, claim that you had a problem because of big medical bills. Uh, You voted against uh, an amendment that would call uh, for a warning on predatory lending. Um, You also called for, um, you opposed efforts to strengthen the protection of people in bankruptcy. This has been an issue that you've heard about before. Uh, your son was working for the company at the same time in retrospect, wasn't it inappropriate for someone like you in the middle of all this to have your son collecting money from this big credit card company while you were on the floor protecting its interests?
1: absolutely not my son graduated from Yale Law School the starting salary in Wall Street is $140,000 a year if he went to lawyer options he had he came home to work for a bank surprise, surprise
0: He came home to work for a bank that had business in front of his father trying to basically uh, put the screws to people who had been, um, you know, unable to uh, pay their debt that the banks have had loaded them up with through this irresponsible lending that went went uh, on in the 1990s. Absolutely not. This is uh, this is Joe Biden's standard defense. Oh, absolutely not. Nobody's ever questioned that. What we need to keep the focus on somebody else. <laughs> wasn't him. It wasn't me. It was the guy behind the tree. And all of this is really uh, quite stark in light of this claim that Biden keeps trying to put forward on the campaign trail that the Obama administration was free of corruption.
1: Look, let's get something straight. First of all, no one, no one has indicated of any consequence that anything was done wrong or illegally by me or by my son. Every major national, international, and local news operations looked into it has said it's a lie. This is a president's flat lying, number one. Number two, the statement my son put out today, which I saw when he put it out, I was told there was one being put out. I did not consult with him about what was being put out. In fact, represents the kind of man of integrity he is and what, in fact, he has done and why he stepped down. And I can tell you now, if I am your president, next president, I'm going to build on the squeaky clean, transparent environment that we had in the Obama-Biden White House.
0: The squeaky clean, transparent environment. You hardly know where it began on that clip. The Obama White House was, in the 2016 presidential election, responsible for the biggest political scandal using the nation's law enforcement and intelligence agencies to spy on the presidential campaign of the opposing party in the history of this country. But it doesn't stop there. You know, this is a a recurring refrain that the Democrats like to run run out in front of their media enablers and claim that they had a squeaky clean White House that was free, of uh corruption and uh um scandal, you got Obama out there saying that nobody in his uh his administration was indicted well, yeah, nobody was indicted because you had Eric Holder and then Loretta Lynch there running interference and absolutely stonewalling any effort to try to get to the bottom of the many scandals, including the i r s scandal where they were. Uh, using the tax code to punish their political enemies, uh, unlawfully surveilling political opponents using the national security apparatus, uh, Solyndra, where they gave billions of dollars in, in um, subsidies to politically connected cronies that promptly went bankrupt with it. Um, you know, fast and furious. You could you could literally fill a page with the corruption and scandals that went on in the Obama White House. But Joe Biden gets to get away with going out saying it's squeaky clean and talks about his son as this model of integrity, which is laughable. Guy got discharged from the U.S. Navy for drug use, had crack pipes in a rental car that he turned in, had an affair with his dead brother's wife. That's the kind of uh, guy that Hunter Biden is. And, you know, and I guess, you know, a father is not going to speak ill of his son, but going out there and, and saying this a kind of man with integrity that he is, that's, that's a bit rich. And they keep saying, well, you know, they didn't, he didn't break any laws because there are no laws against this because this is the way the swamp in Washington does business. Peggy Noonan, appearing on CNN, said exactly why people are upset over this.
2: This is a story that
3: at least half the American people understand the Hunter Biden story as a story of the swamp, the elite buddy buddyism, using your family influence to do well in life. The American people don't like it. They have never liked
0: it. They don't like it because they see it for what it is. They're selling out the interests of the American people for their own financial gain and that of their families. And whether or not, you know, Joe Biden actually had a quid pro quo going on with the Ukraine or with China in, a, in return for these millions of dollars deposited in his corrupt son's pocket is still a question. And I think uh, Ted Cruz had the best take on this. You know, we, uh, we have gone, Washington has all in on this impeachment drive against the president of the United States based on his call with the current president of the Ukraine. And the president, Trump, released the transcripts and showed that nothing illegal happened. And Ted says, and I agree, well, let's see the transcripts of Joe Biden's calls when he was threatening to withhold a billion dollars in aid from the Ukraine. Let's take a look at those.
2: I think President Trump... Wisely released the transcript of his conversation, uh, with the Ukrainian government. I think that was good because a lot of what the Democrats had been raising, uh, alleging an illegal quid pro quo was not in fact backed up by the transcript. But I think, I think actually the administration should do the exact same thing for Joe Biden, that it should release the transcripts of Joe Biden's conversations with Ukraine, use the same standard for President Trump and Joe Biden and, and, and let the American people read the transcripts of oh,
0: his. Oh, oh, man. Could you imagine that if they turned around and started releasing the transcripts of the phone calls between Joe Biden and Barack Obama with these foreign leaders? I would love to hear some of these transcripts or see some of these transcripts between Barack Obama and the leaders in Iran. Oh hell yeah! We need to see some of that. If if uh, presidential conversations with foreign heads of state are no longer off limits. If we have crossed that line, well, then what? What's good for the goose is good for the gander, and the the current White House has control of all of that. I I know exactly what they'd say. Oh, he's using he's using uh, these transcripts to hurt a political opponent. Well, you know, if that political opponent is a potential next president of the United States, and Joe Biden is the leader for the Democrat nomination, then these are. These are issues that we need to know about. Donald Trump has has had a two and a half year long uh, rectal exam. Everything about his uh, his private business, his government activities, his family, and his associates has been thoroughly looked at, and they have prosecuted anybody. That they possibly could, including Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, who, who is being, um, wrongfully prosecuted because the, uh, first of all, they set him up when they went to the white house to do those interviews. They didn't tell him that, uh, you know, this was part of an investigation told him as a matter of fact, that he did not need to have legal counsel president present. That was a violation of, um, Miranda rights. And then, even then, the investigators that went to interview him said that they didn't detect any uh, any um, falsehoods that he told to them. But Comey and Mueller were on their, you know, anti-Trump jihad, and they thought that if they could get Lieutenant Michael Flynn, that maybe he would compose some sort of negative uh, accusation against the president that they could use. And now all of this is, uh, is morphed into this Ukraine case. They couldn't get him on Gate. As a matter of fact, Russiagate actually exposed wrongdoing on behalf of the Clinton campaign, the Obama White House, including Joe Biden. And so as soon as uh, the president, you know, started asking questions, how did all of this happen? How did the first two and a half years of my administration get squandered On this whole Russiagate hoax, the Democrats freaked out, lost their mind, and they've sicked the most repulsive, dishonest, despicable character in the House of Representatives in the form of Adam Schiff to conduct an impeachment inquiry behind closed doors. They've actually got six different committees, all pursuing, harassing, and um, trying to cripple this administration and basically break Donald Trump, you know, personally. But they've given the lead to this impeachment effort to the chair of the Intelligence Committee, who has shown himself to be a liar and somebody that will leak classified information for political gain. It's not an intelligence issue. The call between Trump and the Ukrainian president isn't an intelligence matter. It's a foreign affairs matter. Why are they having the intelligence committee head this impeachment effort? I can tell you because they're hiding behind closed doors. They're pursuing this as some sort of star chamber, and it is right out of the old Soviet Union or, or Mao's uh, cultural revolution in communist China. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk a lot. Uh, we've got a, a lot of clips related to this impeachment. But as I mentioned on yesterday's show, even Fox News seems to be trying to gin up impeachment with this bogus poll that they put out saying 51% of Americans support impeaching and removing the president. When every, well not every, but many outlets in the media have now shown that this, the methodology po- used in this poll is utter bunk, and that if they had used the right methodology, that number would have been about 36%. As I said, when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about the impeachment process, then we're going to talk about the situation over in Syria, and then we're going to get to this LGBTQ town hall. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these messages.
4: Is dropping off way more than you expected this year. Thanks to Xfinity, the whole family can enjoy great coverage and fast, reliable internet speed up to gig, all at a great value. Go
3: online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods, like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more.
0: And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network, a daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. I mentioned in that last segment about this BS poll that Fox News has been putting out. It's been widely quoted and parroted in all of the other news outlets as well, saying that 51% of the American people want Donald Trump impeached and removed from office. And the Washington Post and uh, National Review and several other media outlets have pointed out the flawed methodology in this poll that almost certainly was not done by accident. They heavily weighted by uh, an additional 17 points the Democrats uh, in this poll gallup organization has indicated that about 37 percent of democrats or of american people are democrats 35 or 36 one or two points below that identify as republicans and the rest identify as independents but in this fox news poll they uh they overweighted the democrats by 17 points and when you look at those weights, if they had actually weighted the Democrats uh, as they actually exist in the population, the result of that poll would have been 37% support impeaching the president, not 51%, which, by the way, is just about the exact number of Democrats that are in the, uh, in the population. So if they had used uh, the correct methodology – of Democrats would have supported impeachment. That comes as no surprise. Actually, I think it was uh, about 90% of Democrats support impeachment. And uh, then a certain number of independents um, support it as well. And a a very small number of Republicans actually support it, the never-Trumpers. But the way they had this poll weighted they had um, Democrats representing 51% of the polls, and that just happened to be the number of respondents that the poll reported wanted the president impeached. It It is such a dishonest poll that you have to wonder what's going on over there at Fox News for them to put that out on their air and have old Brett Baer, you know, um, uh, parroting this poll along with the uh, the former head of the three... PM newscast, cast Shepard Smith who we Fox News watchers are really going to miss we're really going to miss old Shepard Smith says no Fox News viewer ever Um, and I hope that they have some sort of non-compete clause so we don't have to see this guy popping up on any other outlets for the next couple of years at least I want to talk about a little bit about this situation in Syria Um, we're, We're being told by the foreign policy elites in Washington, D.C. that Donald Trump has made a massive error in pulling American troops out of Syria. And if you want an example of exactly why the American people elected Donald Trump to go to Washington to reverse these stupid foreign policies, getting us bogged down in these endless Middle Eastern wars, This, you could find no better example than the uh, Washington establishment's reaction to Donald Trump pulling out of Syria. And once again, over there at Fox News, we've got, um, you know, uh, reporting that is at odds with the president and with the American people. And they're claiming uh, Brian Kilmeade was, uh, I think that was on the morning show was saying that uh, Trump just needs to admit that he was wrong about the Kurds and reverse this policy
1: it's bipartisan uh, outrage. The president must realize he made a huge mistake and just say, listen, I had a conversation with Erdogan. He misled me like he's misled every one of the regions. It's cost lives. I think the most disturbing thing is they say hundreds of ISIS fighters have gotten out in our our quest to get the worst of the worst out before the Turks got there has failed because they were already gone and our guys had to move back because the Turks uh, intentionally or unintentionally Targeted our guys. If we just stood the guard ground, they would never have taken us.
0: First on. of all, Brian Kilmeade ought to recognize this, and and you should as well. We don't know what's going on on the ground over there in that um, that border zone in northern Syria, bordering Turkey, because the Kurds have a long history of putting together uh, staged events in order to you know satisfy their foreign policy objective, which almost always involves dragging the United States in. On their side, you, you'll probably remember uh, the, uh, the fake gas attacks that uh, were, after they were investigated, were determined to have been staged that drugged the United States and tricked Trump into launching that, uh, that cruise missile attack in Syria. So, you know, there's supposed to be video of these, uh, these ISIS fighters escaping. We don't know if that's real. The truth of the matter is, um, this whole policy that the president's pursuing is designed to have Turkey take custody of these ISIS fighters so the United States doesn't embark on another uh, 20-year-long Guantanamo Bay-type care and feeding of these terrorists for the rest of their lives. Turkey will not be uh, constrained by these Western notions of uh, of humanity when dealing with these bloodthirsty terrorists, and what's coming out now is that uh, the Kurds are making an alliance with uh, Bashar Assad's government in Damascus, and they are now mobilizing to uh, to you know push back against Turkey. I think all Turkey is doing is re. Uh, occupying a buffer zone that was in place prior to the United States and and all of the other countries uh, getting bogged down over in Syria. But um, but if Assad and the Kurds ally, then they will certainly prevent the rise of ISIS again, because uh, uh, ISIS was uh, slaughtering the Kurds in Aleppo, and they will also push back against erdogan's turkey and what they're basically doing is uh allying uh, or creating an alliance between the kurds and damascus and the russians in order to restore some sort of semblance of order in syria Now, you know, the people that uh, think the Russians are always on the wrong side of everything will not be happy with that. But this is the best possible outcome we could hope for in Syria. To restore the status quo before the neocons foolishly went in there and tried to destabilize Syria the same way they had destabilized and wrecked um, Libya and Iraq. Wrecked Iraq and allowed Iran to become the dominant player in Iraq and got us bogged down in this 17-year war in Afghanistan, this occupation, when all we really needed to do was go over there and get bin Laden, and they failed at that as well. Took 10 years for them to track down Osama bin Laden. Trump has been calling out uh, Fox News quite a bit lately. Um, I'm not sure you know, what they were doing, if they were trying to get back on Shepard Smith's, you know, right side by, you know, offering more critical coverage of the president as if he doesn't get any uh, enough from the rest of the 95% of the media. But One American News Network is really emerging as a a go-to source for what's really going on. And uh, this is a clip from um, one of their reporters, Chanel Rion. About the history of the uh, of Turkey and the Kurds in that uh, godforsaken region, and why we have absolutely no business getting in the middle of it.
3: President Trump may be causing some disagreement amongst even the Republicans. He stands his ground. This is a conflict between the Turks and the Kurds. We will watch but not get involved militarily in a tribal conflict. The next narrative that seems to be pushed right now is that President Trump blindsided the world in moving our troops from this border region. But the president ran on the platform of leaving the Middle East since 2016 as a candidate. He reminded everyone of his position at Values Voters Summit in a simple line.
5: These wars, they never end. And we have to bring our great soldiers back from the never-ending wars.
3: Turkey has always been an odd geopolitical player with the United States. Though we have some trade relations with Turkey, it is also a hotbed of America's enemies. Made more so now as their feverish attack on Syria becomes increasingly unreasonable. The White House has condemned Turkey's actions, and the president has reiterated that if Turkey crosses the line and starts causing casualties amongst the Kurds, the U.S. would intervene economically by imposing harsh sanctions. The biggest false narrative being pushed is one that Democrats seem to latch onto at the moment, that this entire conflict between the Turks and the Kurds is not only a new situation, but one that could be solved by U.S. intervention. This is patently false. And the Democrats clinging to this falsehood is testimony of an understandable geopolitical ignorance. The Turks and the Kurds have been fighting each other since the 10th century A.D. The first time the Turks and Kurds fought in this particular region in Syria was 128 years before the birth of George Washington in the Battle of Aleppo, 1604. This is the essence of a centuries-long tribal conflict, and the president insists the U.S. cannot... Involve itself militarily. They
0: cannot no, and they man. should not. One
3: American news, the White House.
0: The Turks and the Kurds have been fighting each other for 400 years. Well before the, uh, the United States was ever founded. And we think we're going to go over there with a thousand U.S. troops and in that and change it in any way. All we're going to do is get our sons and daughters killed for no good reason and if you look at the foreign policy establishment in Washington DC and the freak out they're engaged in over Trump getting out of Syria it tells you how we got into this quagmire in the middle east to begin with and old joe biden running for president of the united states he's all on board with um with sticking you know by the Kurds and uh staying in Syria i guess from now on.
1: What in God's name is this man doing? What is he doing to our security? What is he doing to NATO? What is he doing? It is a shame. It's shameful what he's done. In the best of my knowledge, from all the sources I have, or in the intelligence community, before the people
5: have worked.
0: Well, let's just stop right there. What is he doing to our national security? How is it in the U.S. national security to get in between a war between Turkey and the Kurds that's been going on for 400 years. How is that in the U.S. national security? All it does is bog us down and keep us from engaging in um, actual geostrategic issues as in with China. And it's not surprising that, um, that Biden wants to stick with it in Syria because he was part of the the um, the administration that got us bogged down there to begin with.
1: In the best of my knowledge, from all the sources I have, or in the intelligence community, before people have worked with me, leaders in the in the, in the foreign policy community, there was no consultation with the military. This is outrageous.
0: Well, here's a question: What are people in the intelligence community doing? conferring with Joe Biden at the same time, that same intelligence community is engaged in this soft coup against the sitting president of the United States. Why is he having, he's a private citizen at this point. Why is he having any, um, uh, classified conversations with current intelligence community or even former intelligence community operatives? There ought to be some follow-up on that question right there. But Trump's got it right when he says this right here.
5: We want to get out of the endless wars. We'll be stuck there forever, Janine, forever. We have to get out of the endless wars. They say I'm a disruptor. Let me disrupt. We have to get out of the endless wars.
0: We have to get out of it. I'm not surprised that the foreign policy establishment in Washington, D.C. is against it because this is the same foreign policy establishment it has made an absolute mess in the Middle East. we got to run out to a break. Stick with us. When we come back, we're going to talk about the current state of the impeachment frenzy in Washington, D.C., and we're going to touch on the um, uh, the CNN Democrat town hall on uh, LGBTQIA. Stick with us.
2: Mojo. Mojo.
4: Attention, those of you looking to go on a fun vacation and see the world on the cheap. Today, the U.S. dollar is worth even more in other countries, so there's never been a better time to travel outside the USA. The dollar is worth over $1.30 in Canadian dollars, and it's the same for Australia. You can fly there today and have fun and maximize your travel dollar. Your U.S. dollar is worth over $3 in Brazilian reals, and it's worth over $18 in Mexican pesos. Plus, in Argentina, it's worth over $27 in Argentine pesos. Just think of the bargains you'll get. And the way you get the cheapest airfare to any destination is by calling Tickets That Cheap. Save up to 75% on your foreign vacation tickets. Don't wait. Call now. 800-932-1596. 800-932-1596. 800-932-1596. That's 800-932-1596.
0: Well, I'm just going to tell you now that uh, we've got a lot to cover in the remaining uh, portion of this show, and I may not really get to uh, the, the CNN uh, Democrat LGBTQ town hall um, because, to tell you the truth, it was pure lunacy, and it really is not that um, uh, significant when you look at the other news of the day, and in particular this, uh, this impeachment jihad that the Democrats are engaged in up on Capitol Hill. And I want to, I really, really want to focus on that. If we have time left, we'll, we'll take a couple of clips from that, uh, that town hall. But, um, uh, man, so there, if you, if you read the constitution section one or yeah, um, article one, section two, it says that the full house has the power of impeachment, but Nancy Pelosi is not pursuing an impeachment based on a vote of the full house. As a matter of fact, as I've mentioned before, uh, Al Green has brought a motion to the floor twice to impeach this president, begin an impeachment inquiry, and has failed badly both times. I think the most votes it ever got was 95. So the House of Representatives is on record as opposing impeachment. And yet Nancy Pelosi is moving forward with her um, what um, Mark Levin is calling her Politburo in the, uh, the committees consisting of uh, Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler and uh, Mad Maxine Waters and, uh, and Elijah Cumming, and, and really just trying to tie this administration down and keep it from pursuing the business of the American people. And they're, what they're trying to do is actually break this president. Now, uh, he's got some sort of uh, animal spirits that is allowing him to continue to fight back. A normal man like um, Richard Nixon, for instance, would have cracked under this kind of pressure where they're holding these impeachment proceedings extra constitutionally behind closed doors and, uh, and basically just tag teaming with the left wing media to try to smear this president. I'm going to actually play you this clip from Mark Levin where he talks about um, this illegitimate effort.
5: All of a sudden, Ukraine. We go from Russia to Ukraine. How did that happen? The Democrats, Nancy Pelosi and six committee chairmen, I call them her Politburo, are running roughshod. Are trying to, over the president of the United States, the executive branch and so forth, issuing letters that they call subpoenas. And if the letters aren't replied to in a certain given time, uh, they're, they're claiming that it's obstruction of justice. Of course, it can't be obstruction of justice. They're not a court. They mean obstruction of the House. And so they're trying to set up the president and set up the administration. And the demands are very onerous, and it's almost impossible to keep up with them. But the process, you see, ladies and gentlemen, is ahistorical. And the president's counsel wrote a letter, as you know, to the uh, members of the House. And they said, you've denied the president the right to to cross-examine witnesses, to call witnesses, to, to receive transcripts of testimony to have access to evidence, to have counsel present. In other words, due process, basic due process. Even though this isn't a criminal matter, serial murders get more due process than the Democrats want to give to the president of the United States. Terrorists get more due process than the Democrats want to give to the president of the United States.
0: You know, Pencilnack Adam Schiff is actually admitting that he's conducting this uh, as sort of a grand jury proceeding. The problem is a grand jury proceeding is secret and a grand jury proceeding is into a criminal matter. So um, what Schiff is doing is violating the due process protections and the Bill of Rights of the Constitution contained in the Fourth, Fifth, and Sixth Amendments to you know, I- engage in this witch hunt against Donald Trump because he knows that none of this would stand up to the light of, of day if the American people could see it. Here is that same uh, bug-eyed, pencil-necked, bobblehead that I just mentioned, defending his secret Star Chamber hearings.
2: The Republicans Uh, say it's behind closed doors
3: so you can cherry pick information to be released. The
2: the Republicans would like nothing better because they view their role as defending the president, being the the president's lawyers. Um, If witnesses could tailor their testimony to other witnesses, they would love for one witness to be able to hear what another witness says so that they can know what they can give away and what they can't give away. Mm Uh, it, there's a reason why investigations and grand jury proceedings, for example, and I think this is analogous to a grand jury proceeding, are done out of the public view initially. Now, we may very well call some uh, of the same witnesses or all the same witnesses uh, in public hearings as well. But we want to make sure that we meet the needs of the investigation uh, and not give uh, the president or his uh, legal minions
0: uh, the opportunity to tailor their testimony and, in, in some cases, fabricate uh, testimony. His legal minions, he says. This is a guy that's trying to deny every bit of due process to a sitting U.S. president based on an anonymous second-hand hearsay complaint from a so-called whistleblower that has been proven to be wrong about every single accusation that he made. And now you got Adam Schiff out there saying, oh, we don't need to hear from the whistleblower after all. After spending more than a week of hearings uh, going over this complaint that has since been totally debunked. And once again, we get back to this this theme of Fox News getting the story wrong when they tried it out, uh, Chris Wallace to say stupid stuff about this.
5: Nancy Pelosi is simply carrying out
0: this clip actually starts with uh, Newt Gingrich telling you exactly what's wrong with the process that, uh, that Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi are engaged in, and then Chris Wallace uh, comes back and just says nonsense.
5: Nancy Pelosi is simply carrying out what is a, an unconstitutional coup d'etat, an effort to use the power of the Congress to change the outcome for the American people, uh, and it's a direct assault on the whole idea of representing the American people, and instead imposing uh, Democratic members of Congress as the ultimate uh, electoral college, and I think it will backfire very badly. A year out from the next election, will this whole thing backfire on Democrats, Chris? Well, we don't know. I mean, because we don't know what the results are going to be, but I'm a little uh, surprised at Speaker Gingrich, who I greatly respect. Uh, this is the exact opposite of unconstitutional. The Constitution specifically says that impeachment is left to Congress with very little uh, statement as to how they want to conduct it. And in fact, I think I remember that uh, Newt Gingrich uh, d- did an uh, impeachment uh, effort, led an impeachment effort against Bill Clinton in 1998. Was that an effort to overturn an election? No.
0: He- yes, Newt Gingrich did lead an impeachment effort, and he did so after getting a, a, a- approval from the full vote of the House of Representatives. And when he did that, he did it in open hearings where um, Clinton's lawyers were allowed to be president, present and uh, issue cross-examination. They were allowed to subpoena their own witnesses. This is a totally and completely different process that the Democrats under Nancy Pelosi are engaged in in the House of Representatives now. And Chris Wallace either knows it or he is profoundly ignorant. There's one of the two, the guy that's hosting the Fox news channel Sunday show is either too ignorant to read the constitution, or he is actually engaged in part of this, uh, this effort to gin up an impeachment. Donald Trump campaign is, uh, is out with a new ad that's putting the lie to everything that Chris Wallace told you in that, uh, in that last clip.
2: Every previous impeachment started with a full House vote to launch an impeachment inquiry. That hasn't happened yet.
1: And here Nancy Pelosi saying the precedents don't apply to me because I just want to get Donald Trump. There's nothing more partisan
2: than this. So the White House is on solid ground when it says you're not
5: following past precedent why change the rules why why is this different
3: she doesn't want to give republicans subpoena power
5: why not do this in a fair way
3: and
1: she doesn't want to give her members a tough a tough vote to take but that's not really a good excuse at this point because she's breaking a lot of impeachment precedent
5: This is a disaster of a process. It's a very, very political exercise. I think that's their point, and it has some merit. They're changing the ground rules constantly.
2: We need to be more rule breakers on the Democratic side. An
5: impeachment process in secret is a disgrace. I wouldn't even show up for these hearings. The president is absolutely justified in saying that he will not cooperate in any way until they establish a normal Regular procedure. That's sake, you guys want to have a kangaroo court? let well, have that. Have at it.
3: This non impeachment impeachment is not a constitutional undertaking.
5: It's a political hit job. They say we do not, Republicans, have co equal subpoena power. We've been denied due process. We can't cross examine. We can't look at evidence. And the letter, I mean, it lays it straight up. You're, you're invalid, uh,
1: illegitimate, uh, and uh, the hell with it. This is a very strong
5: politically, the double standard is so glaring, it's so inconsistent with the American legal tradition of, of having fair fairness and impartiality.
1: It's just so nice to see the president
5: stand up here uh, and, and tell them exactly where they stand. You can't impeach a president for doing a great job. This is a scam, and the people are wise to it.
0: That was basically a montage of uh, political figures and commentators. Talking heads from both sides of the aisle, Democrat and Republican, pointing out, declaring inconsistencies and unconstitutionality with the way they're pursuing this current impeachment effort, and yet you got Chris Wallace claiming that this is just the way that things are done in Washington D.C. That's really unbelievable. Donald Trump uh, is saying it better than anybody else exactly what's going on here at um, at one of his recent campaign rallies
5: the radical democrats policies are crazy their politicians are corrupt their candidates are terrible and they know they can't win on election day so they're pursuing an illegal invalid and unconstitutional
4: bullshit <laughs> impeachment <laughs>
0: That's exactly what's going on. And the Democrats know they can't win this election if they trot out one of these current crop of candidates that they're going to put on TV tonight. And they're they're either trying to do one of two things. They're trying to break this president's spirit, keep him from accomplishing anything that he promised to do for the American people, remove him from office, or smear him so badly in the run-up to the 2020 election that the, the American people just get tired of it. Just get exhausted and say, "Please, just anything, but more of this." I don't think it's going to work. I think they're um, they're just angering not only Trump's base, but the uh, large cross section of American people that understand pro- due process and fair play. Well, like I said, I wasn't able to get to any of those uh, those clips from that town hall. But uh, on tomorrow's show, we'll have plenty of other lunatic clips from tonight's Democrat debate. No doubt, And I hope you'll join us back here again tomorrow on the Mojo 5 Radio Network for another edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. We'll talk to you then.
3: As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID-19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive-through or at-home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. Between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow, sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit DeltaFaucet.com slash Voice IQ to see how Voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more.